Welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. This second series of the podcast is presented under the banner of COVID Connections, and I will be chatting with several of the fabulous people with whom my path has crossed over these challenging past 12 months. My guest today is Anna De La Puente, a chatterbox and storyteller who, no matter what your language, will find a way to connect and communicate with you. Once this happens, Anna confesses that she may well then talk to you for about 300 years. Anna is a Spanish archaeologist and arts and culture consultant who has lived in Scotland for eight years. She loves to think of the city as a whole living museum and enjoys trying to find ways to connect children and their parents with their culture. As a mum of two little girls, she questions herself every day about education, empowerment and how important it is to find yourself behind the parental role. Welcome to this week's edition of the Coffee and Conversation podcast. Uh, my guest today is Anna. So welcome, Anna. Hello, how are you? Uh, very well. So the sun is shining where I am um, and the sun is also shining where you are. Yes, it is. We've been talking about that. I am a sunflower now. I'm just like trying to get more vitamins. <laughs> uh, and we've just, yeah, you've just shown me your cat who's sunbathing on your um, windowsill, which just looks, yeah, I can, that's what I like. Bit of patch of sun and just suck up the rays yeah. yeah I don't know if it's the same outside actually because after all those days that every day that you see it that is like oh it's sunny and then you go outside and it's like one degree <laughs> you are scared of opening the windows <laughs> yeah I think in this actually it's really yeah because in the sun at the moment it is quite warm but the moment you go in the shade or just out of you can yeah you definitely feel it's not quite summer it's still sort of spring and on the verge of getting okay. warm I have a friend here in Scotland that he told me that this is a theater if the sun is shining the show must go on just taps off um, <laughs> just t-shirts at it <laughs> brilliant I love it um so um this is a COVID connection podcast so Anna and I um have haven't ever met in person and actually I think this is probably the first time we've spoke one-to-one because we've always been in the group settings or the breakout room settings yeah probably it's the very first time yeah so we've yeah (laughs) and we've just been talking about Edinburgh and places and shared connections so uh, so yeah so as ever Anna I would like to invite you to share your quote with us and then we'll see where the conversation goes from that Yes, my quote is, uh, there is no such thing as a new idea. We simply take a lot of old ideas and put them into a sort of mental kaleidoscope. It's by Mark Twain. So what prompted you to choose that? I was just thinking about that all day. It's something that is happening in my my life always. Since I was little, I always was uh, um, trying to see the things from another side even if it's exactly the same. I studied in a Catholic school. Um, my grandmother was a very, very Catholic person. And I remember I remember to tell her once, um, oh, maybe you're wrong. And she said, what? And I said, maybe you are wrong because what if uh, I just remember to have a piece of bread in front of me, it was lunchtime. And she said like, what do you say? Say maybe if this piece of bread is God and we're not seeing it from the way that we have to, maybe any of the religion just turn around. And that was the very first time that that quote came to my mind. Like, we have the idea of something, but any of us is shaking this idea and see it in a different perspective. Mm. 
Then later in Scotland, I have the same situation here with my boss. That when I was working in retail the very first time, he said we, ha- to me, we just we have to we have to interrupt the conversation there because your cat has just run and knocked your phone yeah. over, which is brilliant. She wanted to be part of the conversation. <laughs> I, I think she wants to drink my coffee. I think that is also that. Oh no! Yeah. Don't steal coffee, cat. That's very bad. <laughs> oh, she's... it's Spanish coffee, so oh. I understand as well. <laughs> yeah, she's a very cute cat. So for anybody, any cat lovers who are listening, she's very cute. She's white with patches of ginger on her, and very cute. Anyway, she's gone now, so you can carry on with your your story about yeah. different perspectives so and seeing things. Actually, with my with my first boss here in Scotland when I was working in retail, he told me like, Anna, everything is in, invented now. The only thing that you have to do is just do it better. And the best way to do that is just shaking everything. And that idea came again to my mind, like mm. everything the same. So I think that I am a kind of um, following Plato in that things, not this um, Greek theory of the ideas and the government that everything is there and we only have to see it from different perspectives. So... Mm. I, I think that this is a kind of a good philosophy in my life and that phrase is a, a good receive. Definitely. I, I love that, that it, you know, we, we, we see things differently, but also I, I like the idea that we connect things differently. So maybe it's about stuff that's already existing, but each of us individually connects them in different ways. So we might see them differently, but then we might, instead of just somebody might connect that thing and that thing, but we might look at it and go, oh, but have you thought about bringing this thing in as well? And that, you know, it's like the Lego, not the Lego thing. Yeah, you know? it it's like we, we in archaeology, I always say that we we need to destroy the things in order to to understand how they build it. And for me, I I think that the city, the society, it's it's a Lego, and I like this idea of being taking all the pieces outside and destroyed everything and try to just. Uh, build it again but with our own perspective now because obviously we never can see what things why things have been built in that way mm-hmm. and always is our perspective so that's why it's very important to see it from all the different visions of uh, different people because we don't really know the reality everything is a, is a preconception depending on what we have now um, this Lego thing that everything can be created in a different way, just break the pieces and start again. It's a, uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's, I think that is what is making society work. Yeah. The idea that we can destroy something and do it again. And you know, I, what I love the most about this conversation is that as you're talking about destroying things, your cat is behind you destroying your plant. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's gonna be honest. It's my husband' plan, so. Oh, that's okay. She, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's obviously listening. Here. I want to create something new, so I'm just going to see what happens if I do this. It's redecorating the living room. I think that she just learned that from me. Every time that I'm by myself, I try to just move all the furniture around. <laughs> but that, I think, yeah, I've never thought about that before in terms of that idea of breaking things to understand them, and that, yeah, I love the idea that it's about like connecting. Um, it makes me think about conversations I've had with with friends who talk about, you know, actually they they get a Lego set and follow the instructions and can build what's in the box. But they watch their, yeah, they watch their daughter who just kind of picks the pieces up. And, and it's almost like we've they've become so ingrained into that's how I must build it. Whereas that her, his daughter is just like, I'm just going to, you know, just going to create anything. This is brilliant. I don't know if you saw that. Those recently years with all these um, 
second-hand things and freebies that people like give on, on Facebook and things. There is many families that say like, oh, my daughter or my son just built that Lego set and he's already done, so he's not interested anymore. Um, if someone wants that, I just picked last day uh, from one of my neighbors, one of those um, big plane from Lego Friends, very like pinky and girly and like with plenty of little shiny things. My, my daughter is like, she loves pink, so she was like, amazing. So, I got instructions and I just re- I destroy everything and I just give it to her and I thought like, oh, maybe she wants to do the plane and maybe she wants to. And she said, what is that about? This is a plane. It's, it's, we, we can build a plane if you want. And she said, okay, you have your instructions, but you can just go, whatever. And she said, okay, I'm going. So she started to make, just build things by herself. She took some of the pieces that are part of the, the plane, the, the wings or something, you know, that are apart. And she put it, but she made her own plane. And I was so proud because it's kind of a, that is what it has to be. Mm-hmm. No, those are the instructions. Obviously, we know what is a plane, but I like the idea that, this idea that Adriana has something in her mind that she knows what is a plane for her. And this is, this development of creativity is amazing. It's something that if we just say to her, no, listen, this piece is without one, we just breaking that and it's terrible it, so lego is fantastic but it got that thing that is kind of a hello yeah. <laughs> is not. i don't know it's instructions this is not the yeah. way it, it makes me think I, I remember a story um going back not that many years ago but when we were when we were children we had loads of lego and i've got a younger brother and sister and we had a massive tub full of lego and I think my mum and dad must have been clearing out somewhere or got it down from the, or somewhere. And it was like, we'd, we'd spread it all out, this mix of Lego on the front room. And somebody knocked at the door and like my mum answered it and like shut the door. And as the person came in, just said, oh, um, yes, uh, my children are just in there playing with the Lego. And there's me and my brother and we're probably in our 30s maybe or what, you know. <laughs> and I just had this image of this person thinking about two little children playing and me and my brother there just going no this is brilliant let's make lego stuff <laughs> and uh, so I must yeah i must see if my mum's still got the lego and play with it again and see what i can make I there is there is plenty of people that they they are brave enough to to understand that growing up is not about the stopping playing uh, in my in, in my group of people that I knew in universities and things like this, I think that when you you are in, uni, in humanities, it's easier sometimes to be brave and have like tons of Playmobil in your desk and say like, I love it. Maybe because you, you pretend that you're geek and it's like, oh, they are little Romans or they are like, uh, oh no, Vikings or, or something. But I think that it's, it's a brave thing. Understand that it's fun to play. Um, it doesn't matter. How old are you? Maybe uh, many of us have a problem sometimes with that, and we use our children as excuse to play. And it's like, oh, we have to play because I have a toddler and she needs to be playing. And we try to pretend that we are like tired parents that is like, oh, we have tons of things to do, but we keep time for our children. But it's not the reality. Is that you really wanted to stop to do whatever you're doing because. 
you really want to play. Sometimes when I'm doing Lego with my daughters or my husband, sometimes I have to stop them, stop him because it's funny when I say like, hey, you're playing with them and you are like supporting them in the play because I saw him like very, very focused on what he's doing. And it's like five minutes later, he's not listening. And then you go to him and it's like, hey, what are you doing? Like, look, look what I did. So it's kind of a, you're playing by yourself, like, like independent <laughs> in that. Yeah, I love that. You know, I totally agree. I think, and I think I've probably rediscovered that more over the last 12 months in terms of playing and just, yeah, realising that, like you say, we get so ingrained into this is how adults should behave or this is what you do when you, when you grow up, this is what you do. Um, but just being able to, yeah, mess about or do something that's not got rules and doesn't say right you have to build this or you have to play like this and just being able to have that sense of freedom that I think children naturally have in a way but we do lose it somewhere along the line um and yeah I, yeah I think this is very very related with something that is in general happening in the society I I usually listen a, a podcast from Spain which is about bad parenting and be a bad mother uh, is that feeling that we pass on a stage in our life as a woman that is like you are a mother this is what you have to be you are an adult who works and doesn't matter if you are a mother you still have to work then the third stage that is kind of a you you have to work part-time because family is important and you need to nurture this bond and the the fourth step but I think that this pandemic situation was amazing for that, was like recognize that we are humans. It's not about being mother or father. It's about recognize the, the not in the family, be part of it, recognize that you also have necessities, personal necessities, and make your children aware of that and enjoy with that. And that is passing from understand your needs and your children's needs too. Because to put yourself in that position, you also need to just make your children aware of their necessities and tell them like, what do you want? What do you need? And I'm going to be here to help you. I'm going to play with you. And I'm going to enjoy this way with you, this path of your life now. And now it's my turn. That is what I need. And I want you to be part of that and understand that mommy needs time, daddy needs time. Uh, Mommy and daddy need time for themselves, or you and your sister, or you by yourself, you need time for yourself. This is a game. This is all about playing and playing this role in a very most uh, brave way, which is like understanding that it's not what the society wants from you being an adult or being a mother. I think that for me is easier because I'm far away. All my family, it's in another country. I don't have no one around looking at me and saying to me like, oh, you're doing that way, you're doing that. I can show through video calls whatever I want or something. You know? <laughs> but it's, um, it's that thing. It's, it's, it's a new path. And this uh, COVID situation has amazing positive things. I'm sorry, but they, they have it. Uh, we need to look for the positive things too, no? Mm, definitely. And I th- yeah, I think... I think there's so much of so much interesting stuff in what you've talked about in terms of you know how we are you know society kind of shapes how we feel we should be but actually being able to have that freedom and I I love what you talked about there in terms of individuals recognizing your own needs and wants and being able to articulate firstly understand them but then articulate them to others 
And that's so fundamental to us as humans. And yet we very rarely get helped or, you know, helped really to understand that. So if you don't understand that as a young child and, you know, you're, you're brought up in a way that says this is how you must behave, this is actually your needs don't matter, you know, you just need to be quiet and get on with things. Actually, as an adult, you've never learned to kind of be able to say, right now what I need is this or actually I'm okay with doing that um and that feels quite that feels quite important more maybe more now than ever I I reached that moment when I start with with my dissertation and when I start to find those gaps in the in the in the delivery of cultural capital with all disclosure of museums uh, and cultural spaces. And I saw parents being very busy working from home and using digital uh, tools just to keep the children's busy. They were not engaging with what the children were doing and it was so difficult to to see that. And, and it was very important for me to find a solution or maybe a way to go because obviously the most important now was like finding that gap and see like okay this is happening and we are aware of that that is the first step and at the end it's the same it's it's that family connection and it's the same this family connection translated to the society how do we translate that to to schools to museums to communities and this parent engagement with the society. This idea that I I should probably hear from me before that I love the idea that the city is a museum and we need to just show our culture being ourselves. Um, just representing each different family and their their connection with another families in the cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's difficult to understand that connection in the society if we don't start with that connection in our families. Mm. It's the first step, understand yeah. your Absolutely. family needs. Mm, absolutely and do you know there's a couple of things that um have st- that strike me as we're talking um you know you've mentioned like bravery a couple of times and you know things to be able to do something and you know firstly I'm in awe that we you know we're having this conversation in y- your second language um and you know and also you mentioned your dissertation and your studies and, and interesting and you know and the fact that you have been out, you, you've kind of ventured out and been curious about something, found a gap, said, actually, I want to study this. I'm going to look at this um, and have written an amazing piece of work, again, in your second language. And, you know, for me, it, and it, it, it's massively inspiring, um, but also really interesting because I think, you're, you know, some, some of what you've talked about so far today, I can, uh, I'm now kind of thinking about a lot of things in different ways, actually, in terms of how important those relationships are within your family but also that that is a part of culture and maybe maybe there's a bit of a dis- maybe maybe sometimes we think about we I think about culture of something that's out there culture is something that exists somewhere else it's oh I go I go to get my culture fixed by going to the theatre or going to the museum but actually culture is us and it it does start with us yes it is us actually is what I'm saying of the the museum has to be a, a representation of what the local environment can offer. Mm. And it's a place where you have to feel welcome, not because it's a 
cultural place. It's because it's your place. Mm -hmm. At least your local museum should represent that. And every single group of the communities who lives in, I mean, in my case, no, in Edinburgh, should be able to go to the museum and feel represented somehow. Um, that is actually, I have, uh, I've been so lucky because I have, a, I participate in a mentoring program and my mentor told me something that she she has always in her mind that I think that is amazingly important, which is give the children's roots to give them wins. And understanding the value of the culture, understanding your own value, you are able to fly. Mm -hmm. And is this this is our Lego, no? This is mm -hmm. we have to just like make all the people in the society understand that all these pieces that we all put together here is us. It doesn't matter if I am from Spain or you are from Poland, which is a lot of people here in Edinburgh, or you are like 100% from Scotland since your grand-grand-grandfather. You are Edinburgh. You made that city. You put a piece of Lego in the city. And you have to be proud of that somehow. And fly with that. Mm -hmm. And this is this increase of cultural capital in children's is what is uh, developing that sense of culture that we want in the future in order to create this uh, society full of creative thinking that we all need. But <laughs> if no, in a couple of years, we are going to be just like sitting at home and leaving computers, do things from us because any other things can be done by a computer. Creative thinking is something that computers doesn't have. And I, it brings me back to that idea of Lego again, like you've just mentioned, and how it's all about us fitting together in a way and not to have a, you know, an instruction of this is what it needs to look like in the finish. It's let's just connect, make those connections, put those blocks and see what we create. And actually whatever we create is what it's meant to be. Not oh, well, that's what we are. And we have, we have to go with that. Yeah. And if we don't like it, being clear with ourselves and say like, okay, those pieces are not working. We're going to move it and we're going to put it in another place. It doesn't mean we're going to bin that pieces because those pieces are, you know, those bricks, you cannot break it. It's mm -hmm. hard on. So you have to just keep it or put it in, in a place apart. If you put it in a bin, it's going to go to another place. doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, you, just, you just connect it to another piece and see if that fits. Yeah. Or how that you feels for a while. Mm. And, and it comes back to your point about you have to break something down to rebuild it and understand it. I'm exactly. intrigued because you mentioned archaeology a couple of times. So what, what was it about or is it about archaeology that really interests you and sparks your passions? That's my background, no? Um, this is what I, I always say when some people ask me, like, I mean, what's your profession? I... I, I am an archaeologist, whatever I'm working now as an archaeologist or not. Uh, or maybe I am working as an archaeologist because archaeology is every single thing systematically done by the, the humans. It's cultural material. It's no more. It doesn't matter if people think about prehistory or think about the last bridge that we made in the fourth. It's, it's archaeology now. Whatever piece of... Uh, publicity from the elections that you have, this is archaeology. It's something, it's something made it for us, from us. Um, analyze that and put it in a place in the in the culture and the society. It's my job. No matter if my 
I mean, I started obviously as a specialist in the end of the Roman, end of the Roman Empire, or I, I've been working a lot in Spain and in Morocco about um, cultural heritage and how to put in value things. But even if now I'm, I'm more working as a consultant in general, mm, I think that this is what I am. I am an archaeologist. It's something that you have inside. It's a bit of passion. It's, it's a way of life that you need to dig in things to find the true. My true, as I always say, because obviously you can just dig from the other side and find something different, maybe. Mm-hmm. In archaeology, there is a problem that you cannot just like dig every single layer of the, of the earth. So I know what I'm seeing when I'm doing the hole, but no, on the other side. And maybe if we do that in the other side, we see something completely different. But this is the best thing of the scientific method, no? That you always have the opportunity to just like change things and review things and just increase the knowledge, which is what we all want. And I love that idea, actually, that archaeology isn't just about digging in holes, which maybe was my narrow perception of it. And I I love how you've described it's about like digging away the layers. But now that could be physical digging, but equally it could be cultural digging or you know, exploring what it means to be a cert- as part of a certain community or group and, you know, and, and delving into those sort of, you know, what exists and what, what has happened that humans have created, which I suppose now as well, thinking about the digital, like, drive over the last few years, you know, there's, you know, the, the videos we create, the podcasts we create, the, you know, all of that is part of our history and in a way is part of it's actually a a line of digital archaeology already oh wow pretty new but it's many people working in digital archaeology at the moment and i don't know it's important to keep Mm. a record of something because if not in the future we don't really know what is going to happen no no i love and i love that that and, and that you know that's what um I always feel like I take something away from conversations. More often than not, it's a huge amount of things. But just that, yeah, that idea that it's about that layering and delving and understanding. And um, that's, yeah, that feels like it's opened up a whole new way of thinking for me, which is, yeah, which is exciting, actually. I know that you're going to just stop that conversation and going to find your Lego box oh, and then start to just feel and rebuild and rebuild. Well, the exciting <laughs> thing, I know, the exciting thing is, is I'm actually going to stay at my mum and dad aren't going to be there, so I'm not breaking any COVID rules, but I'm going to stay at their house in a few, in a couple of weeks. Um, so I'll be phoning them and saying, where is the Lego? So when I arrive at your house, I can go and find it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be phoning my brother saying, come on, come around to the garden and we'll sit and play, we'll play Lego and see what we can build. <laughs> I, yeah I just uh but now there's some really yeah and and like with 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 everything we started with a quote and it feels like we've kind of talked a lot but it, it definitely feels like there's a lot grounded in that quote about there isn't new things there's maybe new ways of seeing the same thing there's new connections there's new perspectives um but it, and our future is how we maybe mix those together or um combine them in a different way rather than just recreating the same, the same maybe wall. just this this COVID thing is that kaleidoscope moment when we are shaking everything and rebuilding the ideas i love that it's something that is happening constantly every mm. certain years no oh <laughs> yes if it's not us it's something else that happens i, I suppose maybe maybe covid has been a bit of that shake-up 
you know, maybe that's something. That's what they that's... say. I, just, I, I try to think positive because obviously COVID situation was not something that makes us happy, any of us, obviously. We've been locked down, not able to go to visit our families. Um, I, it's been a year now that I've not seen my parents, um, almost two since my parents in law came the last time. Um, now we think in the positive things as well. Like we managed to, we have a gift. We we enjoy our little daughter start walking, chatting, staying here at home with her instead of being working and dropping her in the nursery all the time, like with the older, no? We have family time, quality family time. Um, that's a gift. We need to rethink the things. Maybe we need a stop. We need it. Um, we, we found new people in our lives through different different channels. I was thinking last day that maybe if we had the opportunity to meet with people once a week physically in a space, many people who is connecting now in Zoom rooms, they are not doing it. Because they're too busy to just like spend an hour going to any particular place in the city to meet with another people. And this comfort of being in your house is like you're inviting someone to have a coffee in your house at that moment. Mm. The, the funny thing about that is that you keep doing it because you feel comfortable. So we find new ways of communication, but it's just that, a new way. The problem is if we are losing or not the authenticity. Are we just turning all this? If we are able to turn on this digital later to physical, it's fine. But if we cannot leave that digital world, it's not authentic. Mm. We have to stop it. And there is where it's the limit, I think. When we are not able to turn it to physical again, there is the limit for us mm. as a society. Absolutely. And and it, that feels like a, a quite a nice sort of place to, to wrap up. And I, I usually ask my guests to have a last like last word or last reflection. So I'll kind of sum up and then hand over to you for a bit of a anything that's in your head that you feel feels important. But I think de- even from what you've just last last said, for me, there's it's it comes back to connections and how we connect, whether that be things that exist, buildings, Legos, whatever Lego. But actually, it's more about how we connect as humans. So as we connect with ourselves and understand what you talked about earlier, that wants and needs, are we really? do we really understand how that works for us? But also then how we'll be able to develop those connections and appreciate that other people have wants and needs at certain times. And it's kind of the ebb and flow of relationships and how we build that and that human connection. Whereas we've created something online, and but it's not at the expense of that real in-person human connection and how we how we move that forward is is important and quite exciting and that can define how we shape our society going forward so that's maybe those are the things that I'm hearing from today and I'm taking that connection as being really really central um so yeah just invite you to maybe reflect or sum up or offer us something to finish with yeah I I think that my final reflection would be about that about we we have a year for thinking about our places in the society, what we really need and what is important for us, what is our role in our families and outside of our families. And now it's the time to to try to, to back to physical, but without losing the positive ways that the digital environments bring us during the last year. Absolutely. And I look forward to 
translating this virtual online conversation to a real life in person (laughs) coffee and conversation in beautiful sunny Edinburgh in the not too distant future yes for sure (laughs) good to speak to you good to speak to you too You have been listening to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. My thanks again to my guest, Ana de la Puente, and also to you for listening. Until the next time, take care.